0: Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yes! Again, have to be careful of the speed. What a comeback season for Hal Sutton. Come right back towards the hole. 17 years later, Hal Sutton is the players' champion.
1: Welcome to our uh, our third podcast, teaching with technology: art versus science. How, which side do you stand on this uh, this
0: little discussion, art I, versus science? I wonder if anybody has to uh, <laughs> guess at that. I'm on the art side of it, but I'm real curious about the science side. That's why we're here. Absolutely. You know, I've always I've always said this, you know, to you and publicly
1: that I've always respected the fact that. You know, somebody that has had the success you've had playing the game the way you did, you've been so open and inquisitive to the science. And that's coming from my side, you know, and again, I played the game at a high level, but I was always fascinated by the numbers and and the why and all that stuff. But you've always been really open to questions and open to figuring out maybe what you thought was correct could still be correct and maybe some of the stuff you thought was correct. And you're open to the fact that 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 might not be correct
0: anymore. Well, and that's I'm,
1: that's hard. It's hard to it's hard to admit to that somebody that won 14 times on the P J Tour. I mean,
0: that's, well, I that's think amazing. I think people that has had the success that I had and even more success than I had uh, are scared. This is the truth sayer, basically, you know. And you know, I jokingly when I told Jackie that Jackie Burke that we were going to do this, you know, he said, "Well, you teach with machines." I said, yeah, Jackie, they're called computers (laughs) and and radars and cameras, high-speed cameras. And, you know, people like Jackie that don't believe in this uh, are afraid to be told that what they've been telling for the last 50 years is actually wrong.
1: You know, with the invention of TrackMan, we're gonna get into all the types of technology, but with the invention of TrackMan, that was a that was a a, a huge um, proponent of this technology push. You know, radar's probably done more for club fitting than any other any other device that's ever been invented for the game right. of golf, and it's done a lot for golf instruction. And one of those truths that you know back in the day you guys thought and what we're told was that you know the ball started where the path was pointed and then it curved based off the face right you guys knew how to hit a golf ball you know but one of the things that fooled a lot of people was a pull hook was it a over the top pull hook was it a face issue And, and back then it was always tended to be at least from the instructors I worked with was always a path issue. And now that we know, you know, the ball starts about 80% is, is, is caused by the face where the face is at impact, right. And so that's just one little simple thing that we've learned. And, and the thing that that I find interesting about all this is, you know, in, in the science world, you know, let's let's make the analogy that we're doctors, we're, it's a terrible analogy, but we're, we're kind of, we got patients that come in and some patients are easier to cure than other patients. But, right. I don't think there's anybody, hardly anybody in this world that has access to modern medicine that would say no I don't want to have an MRI because the machine might not tell us what it's supposed to tell us or, or because I'm scared of the technology. You know, the doctor can't do his job as well as he needs to without something like that, you know. And that, that's the reason why I'm I'm such a proponent of as from a from a teaching standpoint, from a coach standpoint is using every tool I can to look under every rock that you guys looked under to help
0: a player like you find the answer. Well, that's why you and I hooked up, Chase. (laughs) (laughs) Because I still thought I wanted to play a little bit. And I wanted some answers that I didn't have. I had joint replacement, and my golf swing was changing. And I knew I needed more help than just a set of eyes and I wanted someone that had data, that understood the data and you know I was fascinated by right. it. You know I mean we look around in here and I've got a lot of pictures of my past, trophies of my past clubs of my past and so very little that I knew anything about went into winning other than just hard work yeah. and, and learned experience and I wanted to put some definition to all of that and I knew that data was going to put a little definition to that so you know this this episode we're going to be talking about the
1: the art versus the science the you know the playing the game the the artist versus the the technician um you know in your words what does the what does
0: art mean to you the art of the game i think it's a lot about playing golf and and scoring at the game and uh you know Hogan said to me one time, this is really important, I think. He, he said, "How I'd use a building out there. And he said, you know, I knew exactly what I needed to do to put it through the second story, third story, fourth story, fifth story. And he learned that just by hitting enough shots. Right. We now know that there's a lot of things that TrackMan tells us that can help us with that. Sure. And he could have learned that much quicker had he done it. We can figure it out. Right. Just by hard work and hitting right. enough golf balls, the, for the most part,
1: the ball doesn't lie. It does for the lie, most part. For the most part, um, do you think? So, so that's kind of my next question. Is you know, you take somebody like Seve, who would have you would have just kind of kind of um, oh, labeled him as a complete artist, right? Would you have labeled Hogan as an artist? I mean, and I guess my question is, back in your day, could could you say there were some on the science side, some more more of a mechanical,
0: you know? data-driven, like, how how would you answer that? Well, I would have answered Hogan being, Hogan would have probably been a little bit more towards the data side, I think, uh, because he was really trying to figure out everything that he He could. He was trying to perfect his golf swing all the time. Somebody that people might know a lot more about in America, Trevino would have fallen on the real art side of golf.
1: So Trevino's the modern-day Bubba Watson. Right. Not as long, but similar right. similar styles. And, I mean, Hogan would be maybe more of the not, – not necessarily Bryson, but maybe a Tiger. Yes. Tiger has always been trying to perfect his yeah. game and, and own his golf swing. I and, would say that's probably right. So now in today's day, um, is there – are you are you going to have any players, do you think, that are complete 100% art
0: artists? No, I don't think so. I think it'll be uh, it'll be harder for that person going forward. I think the best player the next great player. And you know who knows, you know everybody wondered how long it'd be before Jack Nicholas came along. Well, I'd say Tiger is the closest thing to a Jack Nicholas right. that we've seen in modern day times. There will be somebody else that they will compare to Tiger one day right. in some sort of way. And I will promise you that that guy will be both artist and scientist he will have access to both of these things here's one thing that people don't really think about art here's the reason why i was an artist and able to be an artist because i grew up on a little country club that didn't have a lot of members and i'd go out to play and i'd be the only person on the golf course and i'd play five and six balls on every hole you can't do that in today's world, hardly. That's a good point. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd hit fades, and I'd hit slices, or uh, Draw. slices, draws, yeah. you know, hooks. I'd hit them all, yeah. low shot, high shot, and I'm not bothered. I don't have to speed up. I don't have to do anything different. I can try this shot on this hole and that shot on that hole. I mean, I was really throwing up paint against the wall and just seeing what it did. Right. And it, it, it's harder for a junior player to do that in today's world. And, you know, one of the things that we run into with TrackMan is people come in and they want to hit the same shot all the time. They want to perfect their go-to swing. They call it their go-to swing. You know, I don't really know what my go-to swing was. You know, I I found myself hitting a slight draw with my irons and hitting a slight fade with my driver. That would have been what I would have called probably my regular shot. But – I had a lot of different shots and I didn't just automatically
1: hit one. Do you think the artistry of the game is, is leaving a little bit because of the
0: fact that the ball doesn't move the way it used to? I think it's definitely part of the game. I think they've hurt the manufacturers, the USGA, the RNA. By allowing the game to go the direction it's gone, they have taken some of the artistry out of the game.
1: And and really, I'm I'm talking, you know, we we're basically talking about spin. Right. You know, the way that the ball just doesn't spin as quite as much as it used to, both from a backspin standpoint and kind of a, a spin axis standpoint, the ball doesn't really curve. You know, especially with well with driver and with irons, but um, you know, spinning it off the green and, and all that <laughs> stuff. So you know, do you think that do you think it's a technology thing do you think it's a combination of everything that we we're seeing less artists and more
0: uh, you know robots i think it's a combination of everything but you mentioned spin let's just talk about spin for a minute you know a, a spin off of an iron so when you got a ball that will spin the ball can move four different directions when it hits the green just by virtue of creating the ball that they've created, pretty much the ball can only move three different directions now. It it moves left and right and going forward. You hardly ever see a ball coming back anymore. And and really
1: for the most part, I would say if it is going in those three directions, it's not going very much. I mean, right. it can
0: go forward if the greens get firm, right. you know, but essentially it's right on the green. It just That's just pretty much the case. So yeah. part of the artistry was being able to move the ball once it hit the ground. See, yeah. when I played a ball that spun more, I had, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I spun it back into the hole and knew I was going to spin it backwards. So I had to make sure I flew it past right. That's just the art side of the game, you know. Or
1: the fear of a, a wedge into the wind, front pin, false front. That ball's spinning back in the water. Exactly. That was always a scary shot for me. I mean, I played with Belladas for a few years when I was in, uh, you know, late junior high, uh, early high school. Then they switched to the prestige and the professional and all those stuff, started getting into the Pro Vieira. But I, I remember, man, we would, we would take – we had 60-degree wedges. We'd get off the hard paint in Oklahoma, and I, I mean, we were hitting 50-yard shots. That would spin back
0: 15, 20 feet. Like, that shot's gone. Like, that doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Well, the hardest shot in the world is into a 20-mile-an-hour wind over a carry. Yeah. You know, and to be honest with you, when the ball spun a lot, you'd go up a club or two to make sure and three-quartered or whatever you had to do. I didn't choke up very much in my lifetime, but – you know, I three-quartered it a lot. I yep. felt like the center of my body turning, I could slow it down or speed it up right. whenever I needed to do. Uh, you don't see that as much anymore. And I'll tell you, one of the things I tweeted out not long ago, that how many clubs do you have in your bag? We know literally you can have 14 clubs in your bag. Right. But the artistry side of the game says there's probably 50 clubs in that bag. Sure. The problem with technology, if there is a problem with it is, is we get a little bit too dependent on the exact yardages yep, on that, number, that it yeah. says it's going to go. Right. And, you know, I was never, you know, somebody asked me how far I hit a club. It's like I can hit it within a 10-yard area there. And Put, The know, draw goes a little further, the fade goes a little shorter, and you're, your, your straight one's in the middle. Right. And I'm, I'm going to be within 10 yards depending on the kind of shot that I hit. Yeah and a lot of the young kids that i see in here now i mean they're looking at specific yardages and i think that's a little bit kids need to work on that a little bit
1: and that's that was my next question is that a maturity thing or is that a a knock on the box the orange box
0: well i'm not not knocking that yeah i'm saying let's use what we know to be a fact to the best of our ability here i'm saying that if all you do is depend on what that says that orange box says that you're gonna limit yourself. Yep. Well, and one thing you
1: mentioned, you know, people just using, hitting their stock shot. Like one of the drills I have all, all our kids do is we call it the five zero five drill. Can you get your path to five left, zero, and five right? Why? To know how to do it. You know, because obviously me especially, I hit it crooked off the tee quite a bit, and so I had to learn how to shape the ball and hit little punch cuts. I mean, Tiger was so brilliant at that early on in his career. I mean, he still is, but I mean, so many low sweeping draws, low fades, slices, all that stuff. Like, even for for those listening to, and at home, like if you're trying to fix your slice, one of the best drills to do when you're trying to come more from the inside and hit a draw is go back and hit a slice. Right, just so you feel it again. Oh wow, that was that was what I was doing wrong, and to kind of get some to get some awareness, and again to some variability. And I think that's kind of wouldn't wouldn't you say variability is the art? I mean the the, the yes. ability to balance it out and
0: do different things. I would. You know, we had a I had I gave a lesson to a guy in here this morning that came in, and he's I would call him a fifty-five year old uh, guy that wants to be decent at golf but has never really dedicated any time to it and he's open minded so you know we've got path and face to path numbers up there and he says so and low point and and he's hitting different shots and he's like what does that mean and if I want that to go to there how do I do that and I, that was pretty interesting to me because he was open-minded he said so then what should it be yeah that's, always, that's always I'm like well we don't know what it should be for you right. yet and right. he said well he said i've heard that plus two is really a good thing i said well it it is for some people yeah. it may not be for you yeah. i said if we spend enough time doing this we will find out what the best version of you <laughs> is right and then that's where you should be trying to fall yeah. for your
1: a minute it drives me crazy when you know for those of you listening at home if you're working with an instructor that says that your numbers you, you have to be in this number i kind of cringe at that a little bit like too. there's obviously facts if you want to hit a draw the path has to be to the right, right. if you want to hit a fade the path has to be to the left it doesn't matter how you do it if you aim left to hit a fade or aim right to hit a draw mm-hmm. it's still moving your path but outside of that you know slower swing, swing speeds can be a little bit more inside out or a little bit more outside in faster swing speeds. You probably want to get closer to zero closer to two or you know less somewhere around two, either direction. But, but really, I mean, you know, everyone's a puzzle and it's putting the pieces together. And that's, that's the, the really the fun part from my, my perspective on trying to, trying to help a guy like you trying to help your, you know, your student this morning and then trying to help a 10 year old. That's trying to figure out the game the first time. It's,
0: yeah. You know, I- Here I am, I'm 62 years old, I started playing when I was 11, I've been playing 51 years now, y'all, and I don't know what the DNA of Hal Sutton's golf swing is, and I've been inside using technology for several years now, and I still don't know what the DNA of my swing is. Now, I can tell you, if you watched me hit balls in here, and we had the track man numbers on it, it's pretty consistent, but Depending on what I need to do, it will be something different from time to time. Yeah, don't let him fool you. He still hits it really well. Well, I guess my point is not how well I hit it or how bad I hit it anymore. It is... The numbers are changing. The numbers are changing, yes. They're not, uh, you know, if you've got change going on in your body, (laughs) like joint replacement, that's going to change those numbers. I can tell you that. And... So what you've depended on for a long time may not be the same. That's right, and and one of the things I'm I really push
1: against feel sometimes to your point, and this is kind of where we'll, we'll segue into the science side. Um, people ask ask me all the time when we're trying to make a change, what should it feel like? Like, man, I can't. It's hard for me to tell you what it's supposed to feel like. Like, you know, because you you wake up, I wake up every morning feeling a little bit Difference. differently, and so mm-hmm. that's the hard part, and that's the one thing about the high-speed cameras, the science we're about to talk about, is it does apply some feel to a number. What does that feel like? Well, it's about a 2 or about a 3 on whatever particular number we're trying to... And to me, what I think is cool in the journey of a golfer at times is they come in here and we're moving path around or we're moving whatever number, and it's like you turn off the number and you say, okay, hit one and tell me what that felt like. And people can start to get to where they're like, yep, that was a 5, that was a 0, that was a 2, again, whatever number. And to me, that's the... That's the beauty of the technology. It helps me do less work, essentially. I'm I'm not
0: cutting as much. Well, you know, to your point on that, one of the things that I really like to do is take the range off of the screen and put whatever number we're working on up there. And let's go full science here. And let's see if we can make this number do what we want to do. You feel it, Mm -hmm. and then you tell me what the shot did. Yep. And boy, it's pretty incredible how quickly somebody can actually get the feel of what they're doing and actually tell you what that shot did. Yep. No, that's exactly right. So so let's talk about the science a little bit more. Um,
1: what, what do we mean by science? And, you know, to me with science, it's not just golf swing. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we have now from better stat tracking. You know, think of shot link. Think of what right. you
0: could have done with shot link. And I mean... A lot, (laughs) but I kind of had my own shot link in a very simple version, you know, greens and regulation, fairway hit, you know, I knew if I hit it short too much or long too much. You had a feel
1: for what your your weaknesses and strengths were, obviously, to to be the player you were, Um, but even like green reading books, did they have green reading books? (laughs) No, no, they did not. (laughs) And even, you know, one thing I haven't even, you know, range finders, and and I know you're not not always a huge fan of range, range finders, but, you know, to me... You know we haven't even talked on the 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 science behind golf clubs i mean how much better have golf clubs gotten
0: everything's better yeah. you know i mean if you really want to get down to it teaching is way better yeah uh, and teaching is way better because of the technology that's come along we're I mean, just we're just guessing less yeah we're, we're guessing less we're yeah. getting to the core of the problem quicker right so
1: as a player knowing knowing hmm. what you know and don't know now about the technology if you could take if you could take one piece so so let's define some of the technology we have here we've got we've got a couple different radars we've got Trackman and and, and gc quad um we've got uh, a force plate that tells us how our feet interact with the ground that's really cool we've got some 3d stuff we've got high speed cameras um if you could if you could go back to 1980 which one and, and take one of them with you which one would you take
0: that's a great question and now mm-hmm. that i've had them all i'm not sure i want to reduce it to one okay so so but, uh, but if i had to reduce it to one if you had to take one if i had to take one uh i'd probably take uh track man you probably one. take track man i'd probably take track interesting and i you know wh- why okay go into that why well it just tells me so much yeah you know I was going to say camera that's kind of what I was going. I, you I say was going to say high speed camera but here's the reason why I ended up I mean there's still so much that a person has to figure out with a high speed camera you know this is going to answer lots of questions it tells you man. it tells
1: you the why the why the ball went exactly where it yeah. went face yeah. path
0: all the all the parameters I think I can make my swing look better and be more efficient with Trackman than I could be by myself with, with just a high speed camera.
1: With the camera. Interesting. Okay. Um, how do you think, from a playing standpoint, how do you think technology has made, you know, we've talked about it a little bit, but how do you think it's made the game easier?
0: Has it? Has it made well, Let's, I don't, let's, let's I don't,
1: back it up. Has it made the game easier?
0: I don't know if it's made it any easier. You know, somebody. Um, on twitter the other day i was you know talking with this person on twitter basically and they asked me if they thought the score why hadn't the scoring average gone down based on how much better everybody's on plane and things yeah. like that the reason being is they're playing a lot longer golf, courses, golf courses now courses a longer, yeah. i mean the truth of the matter is if they played the golf courses at the length that i played it at they'd be shooting really low numbers yeah. right now It'd be a, a pitch and putt, it, it would be a pitch and putt, basically. It would be a pitch yeah. and putt. And, I mean, and a guy my length couldn't play at that same high level. Yeah. So, you know, technology has changed the game tremendously.
1: Well, I would say, from a again, from a club fitting standpoint, we have so many guys that come in here saying they're hitting their irons just as far as they did, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. So just, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> – we can go into more discussions about that. But, you know, I think – I think people are hitting it for the most part you know quite a bit further than you know with the ball and with with all that stuff. Um, You know I've always I've always thought it was interesting your take on a lot of this because again you played at such a high level and so now now you're a coach so let's go into the coach player the coach player relationship. How much of the numbers of the data is good for the player? So, so we go, go 1980s, Hal Sutton, you, you come walking in here.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, if we're going to use Hal Sutton in 1980, I didn't know anything. So, uh, but, but I would also say most,
1: I mean, most, most players coming out of college. Sure. Yes. They've, they've been on track man, and have some awareness of it, but really they don't, they don't under, understand the numbers they've got. They're not afraid of it, but they don't, they don't really understand what, what they all mean. Heck, most yeah. teachers don't.
0: Uh, that's true, but they understand the basics of it. Okay. Yeah, yep. I fair. think they understand the basics of it. Uh, you know, one of the things that I think is a big struggle for for young people out there today. I, th- I think it's completely different for a forty year old that's a ten handicapper. Uh, but you know, just this week we had a young man come in here that swings at it really, really good. You know, and and so I had him hit six seven irons in here and they varied three yards the speed varied one mile an hour the path varied one degree the face to path varied a half a degree super consistent super consistent and he believes there's things to work on in his golf swing (laughs) and i'm like this lesson's not going where you think it should go this lesson, we're going to stop hitting balls. I said, first of all, you tell me why you don't think you're as good as you should be. Because that numbers, those numbers suggest you should be beating a lot of folks. Now, I don't know what your short game is like. But with those numbers, you probably don't even need it. You know, With those numbers, you should be a lot better player than you are right yeah. now. 15, so now let's greens. reach inside you right. instead of inside this track man. And let's see what's going on inside you. Yeah. Because the physical side of this is there. Right. I guess my point in that whole thing is because of the data, he's still chasing better. Perfect. I think there's a lot of people that think perfect is available to them. I never thought perfect was available yeah. to me. And, you know, I wasn't trying to be perfect. I was just trying to hit good shots. Yeah. Now we got people really trying to be perfect. That's a bad thing to get into there. I had a mentor of mine tell me one time, he said, Chase, the
1: closer you get a, a student to a swing model, the worse they're going to get. It's almost like the closer you get them to perfect, right. you know, the the worse they're going to get. Just because
0: there's there are little idiosyncrasies in everybody's golf swings. Well, here's another thought. The closer, I mean, there's no acceptance in Getting closer to perfect because you're chasing perfect. Who who defines when you're there? who's perfect. So, I mean, so you never really accept anything. And in golf, let me just be real clear with everybody listening. You have to learn how to accept the shot so you can move on to the next one. If you don't accept it, then you can't play one shot at a time. And the best players I've ever seen played one shot at a time. So, how do we take –
1: how do we take a golf lesson in here as, a, as, a, as how the player? So you come in here, you get a golf lesson, and you're, you're, we've talked path a lot. Your path is a little bit off. You're swinging, you want to hit your draw, but you're swinging a little bit too much to the left. How, did, how would you recommend, from, from a playing perspective, how do you go own it? How do you take it to the golf course? You know How do you take the science, what, what the, the diagnosis, um, and, and own it into something you can compete with?
0: You know, that's a great question. You know, that's the the one thing that everybody's been trying to figure out for a long time, even before technology came along, is whatever change they're trying to make, how do they trust it and get it to the golf course? And, uh, you know, if I came in here, let's, let's go about this a little different. If I came in here and said, Chase, help me, I'm not hitting it good. Let's figure out what I need to do differently to hit it good you know one of the things that we've concluded in here is low point is one of the most important parts Yeah, so 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 real quick low point
1: is that you know, we swing a golf club in the circle. So imagine looking at somebody's swing from face on or kind of the caddy view and where is that club's lowest point in the circle? So typically a good iron player is going to to hit a ball with a divot being, you know, a couple inches past the golf ball. The low point would be kind of the center of the divot. The lowest point of the arc would be the center of the
0: divot. Okay. With that in mind I can tell you this throughout my career when I was interacting with the ground and the club correctly. You know, my low point would be four or five inches past the ball. I'd hit the ball, the divot would be past the ball, and then I'd be up and out of the shot. Yep. And, you know, I'm still smart enough to know that if I'm not interacting with the ground correctly, I'm yep. not gonna hit a good shot. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm also smart enough to know as a player that <clears throat> I'm gonna hit a fade more efficiently right now Than I will in three weeks, I might be hitting a draw more efficiently. And the art to being a good player, this is, I'm going to jump back into the artistry of this, is understanding what you're doing best at the time. You know, they don't move the tournament dates around so that you can get ready. (laughs) You know, they're going to say the tournament date is next week, and this is how long you've got. And you better go dance with what you're doing the best with at the time. And getting in here and changing it and then expecting to get it to the golf course may be almost an impossibility. You know, to me, making a change that you can get to the golf course with, I've been tweeting about this a lot lately, is set goals. Make your changes right now. Give yourself time to make the changes. I can't make a change. I'm pretty efficient with my golf swing. I can't make a change that I could go battle with in a week that's just not possible i mean i might can but the likelihood of that and being able to plan on it is pretty hard it better be something you've done before it probably has to be something i've done before i've felt it
1: before okay so you come in here we're having having low point issues past you know again we'll, we'll circle back you know a couple years couple few years ago when you were healthy you know no artificial joints all that stuff you could you could move the way we wanted you to move right um pass a little bit left we got to get you shifted a little bit more to the right you got a tournament in three weeks can you, you think you can own it by then i do okay so three weeks i think your, i can own it in
0: three weeks so
1: i want to hear your opinion on this you might ruffle some feathers on this with this question but take a 25 year old a 50 year old and a 75 year old they go all three of them get a golf lesson. Mm -hmm. How much time does it take? And let's say it's a a fairly simple golf lesson. It's not a huge change, a little bit of path stuff, something in our world, something fairly small. The 25-year-old, the 50-year-old, the 75-year-old. How long, in your opinion, does it take? They're all five handicaps. The 25-year-old to make the change, the 50-year-old to make the change, the 75-year-old to make the change.
0: (laughs) It's such a brutal question. I knew Chase was going to come up with some things
1: that were going to be a little but bit. But I'm, I'm curious, from what you've learned in here, as a, as how yeah. the coach, and then knowing you know what you know from your experience as the player, how long is it easier or harder for the
0: 25 year old versus the 75 year old? And just uh, to... much easier for the 25 year old. 25 okay. uh, year old is open to it, can do it. Um, those two things alone are going to make it easier for him to do it. Okay, and. Uh, even from a brain development standpoint, even, it's just easier, yeah, it's easier just to make easier. changes. He, no, he doesn't have the history yet yeah. that a 50- or a 75-year-old. It's interesting. It's a harder pick from 50 to 75 years old. Okay, uh, The 50-year-old still thinks he can play real well or has the possibility of being able to play real well So, or you know, thinks he has some physical capabilities. So he might be a little bit easier than a 75-year-old. 75 year old been playing golf the way he's been playing golf for a long time yeah and so it's going to be hard for him my dad's around that age and it's really really hard to get him to make a change
1: especially when the, he feels like he made the change but you you compare it on camera you compare
0: it on trackman I you compare it just to, it's really hard to move him well you know i'm 62 and i've got joint replacement and everything i can't hit the number of balls that i used to hit in right. order to make changes right. So, you know, in my case, I've got left hip, left knee, and a partial left knee, and I can't post up on my left side the way I want to. So it's really hard for me to get my path way to the right. To hit the push draw. To hit the real push draw that I used to hit. So.
1: And the reason I wanted you you to kind of answer that question is just from the fact that you know, we feel like we'll have a, a 55-year-old guy come in here, 6 year old guy come in here, let's say we're working on his takeaway, and we feel like this is a pretty easy change. He should be able to
0: get this in two weeks and be ready to go. And, I mean, two months later, we're still working on his takeaway. Well, we've got several people in here that take it way inside and then get it way over the top, right. you know, and, you know, you and I both agree that their takeaway is the beginning of fixing right. this. So yep. we start working on this takeaway and they'll have it perfect or we think they do by the time time they leave when they leave and then they come back they come back we give them the same lesson four or five weeks in a row right so how you
1: know if we're building players um, what percentage what percentage are you going to place on the science versus the versus the art because I think the the big thing that we have to figure out is how do we get people to come in here and get their golf nerd on and get some of the numbers and, and all that and then again i think that the biggest key is going and applying it on the golf course and figuring out how to not be too dogmatic into trying to do that one thing as good as you can over and over and over again because you might only see you know that one particular shot one time in a month like how how do we bridge that gap
0: well let's i think i would like to go about this a little differently how about let's take a kid starting at 10 years old and he's never touched a golf club and that Maybe Crosby, your son. Right. You know, he's not quite ten, but he's coming up on that. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you want to do with him, but if I were gonna do something with a ten year old, I'd say, Okay, let's get your swing right. And let's get it where you can kinda of get the ball out there, then go have some fun. Yeah. And then enjoy the game, love the game, try things, and then let's see how far your swing is off. Yeah. Or whatever. And yeah. then we'll work on that again. But we're not spending enough time. This is my observation on the golf course right now, and we're becoming far too dependent on things that we know are making big differences. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I, I agree with that. I think if if we wanted to build a bunch of of uh, teachers, we we keep we lock them in here and let them let them play on the numbers. I and, agree with you. But if we want to build players and and. You know champions they've got to spend way more time on golf courses shooting low
0: numbers well some of our best players we see in here the least yeah it's true and it's partially because we don't want them coming in here unless we have to yeah
1: and and to them too they're so a lot of them are so good they don't really need us that much they're They're off a little bit and they'll come in after you know a season of college or whatever it is um yeah to me the holy grail of this is how do we how do we how do we marry both of these together to where we're not, you know, I I, I, I agree with you in that we, we need to lean more on the artistry side if we're trying to perform and compete. You know, even, even a, a Dustin Johnson who doesn't seem to be as cerebral as some of the other golfers is still an art. He's still got to hit golf shots. Mm-hmm. He's still got to see it in his mind. He's still got to do it. And the trackman numbers don't matter at all when he's out there trying to, you know, trying to win you know another major or win another tour championship or whatever it is well
0: you know one of the things that i'll say something about here is trajectory yeah you know you know you talked about it with hogan and the yeah you know i mean to me that's really art when you control the trajectory now there are there you know there are things on that track man right there that will tell you something about launch angle and and things like that right but you know you're standing out there and you got to hit the shot of your life that's going to define who you are i will promise you that track man is not going to even (laughs) enter your mind i have hit that kind of shot in my lifetime and i didn't think about where my path was going to be what the launch angle was going to be or anything else right i was letting what was inside me come out and you know that's the art side of this game and how do you get to the art side of the game experience and experience with the technology side of this game is not the experience that i'm talking about does it help you yes it helps you but in order to be the champion that you're talking about That is going to happen out on the golf course. So, would you would you agree with the the notion that, and it's
1: one thing I've always held held pretty um, pretty tightly to to my belief was that all this technology is still geared more
0: for the coach than it is the player. Absolutely, it should be. It needs to be. The player should. I just tweeted out this last week. There's a team of people that that gets to a champ that creates a champion there is the player himself and he is by far the biggest portion of it but the caddy and the coach are the two of the most important people as well because we have to trust the coach to see things so that i can pay attention to scoring or the player can pay attention to the scoring and he pays attention to my swing and the caddy is kind of a combination of the two he's seeing it happen in real time absolutely so when the coach says what's happening, you don't always get the complete honest answer out of the player. And then the caddy says, Well, I don't know. This and this is happening instead. Yeah. Our parent sometimes is the caddy. Yeah. So parent tries to be the coach too. Yeah. And they try to be both sometimes and we're gonna have a whole podcast on that. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is somebody is got an objective or should have an objective opinion of what the coach just asked the player. And it might be different than what the player says. Sure. And the coach has then got to decide, okay, what do we need to work on here?
1: Yeah, and that's that's always the difficult part, especially when you're talking about elite players like that. Like as a coach, you know, I, I have to give Hal Sutton, the player, way more leeway to figure out what works than a 15 handicap that comes in and is slicing it or, or topping it or shanking it or whatever like it's got to be almost i've almost got to make it your decision to do what we need to do you know because if i'm trying to impart my my you know fingerprint on your golf swing it could be especially after you've you know reached a certain age and and made enough golf swings your way and one enough your way there's not a lot of changing that's going to happen after that well, you gotta
0: be real careful, yeah, you do have to be real careful. uh you know, I think something that we need to talk about in this is uh something I tweeted this week. you know, I played the tour for twenty two years at a really high level, and after teaching for five years, I can't believe how little I knew about the golf swing while I was competing during all that time and i and I even said in this that I don't believe I was an isolated case, yeah. I believe a lot of my peers didn't know nearly about the golf swing that what the kids, young men, women that are playing the game professionally today, how much they know. I said, but here's what we did know. We did know how to play and how to score and- How to compete. How to compete. And we didn't fault golf swing, I don't think, nearly as much as everybody else faults the golf swing. That's powerful. And I think we looked within to fix things instead of outwardly to fix things that was
1: so me you know us spending time together the last four or five years I look back at my career and every almost every bad shot I hit I would blame my golf swing I remember even calling my dad and saying man I wasn't committed I wasn't committed I wasn't committed and I would still think that was a swing thought swing swing flaw instead it was like you you know you idiot just you've got to you've got to make sure the mental side was better and I know I would have been a better a better performer when it mattered if I could have gotten that side to be as
0: strong as say yours was well i mean this is a fine line here but i think it's something we need to talk about here when i had a bad round out there i didn't think that i had the answer lied on the other end of the telephone yeah whoever i was going to call i thought the answer lied right there with me I had to figure it out before the next day, before the next tea time. And, you know, I think with, with cameras, the high speed cameras that we've sure. got now, and the, iPhones uh, and the iPhone, things. I mean, the iPhone does it all. Yeah. And I mean, they're carrying their own track with them. They got their own coach right there with them. I mean, I was the CEO. I didn't have any other people in my life, yeah. basically. Now, I mean, there's so many people that can make the call yep. on what needs to be done, which,
1: I mean, heck, the only way you got a lesson was you got on an airplane and, and flew and got a lesson. Now you can send video in two seconds and have, you know, get a remote lesson. I, I remember we were doing some 3D work for, uh, for Kevin Chappell and Mark Blackburn, you know, a few years ago. And I, I still remember this as always set with me, Kevin Kevin wasn't real technical and he hit some shots and he was like, I don't want to see any of the data. We packaged the data up sent it to mark and then he told told kevin what they needed to work on didn't they were mark was in georgia or or, or you know the southeast somewhere and kevin was in arizona you know and they he, they worked on their golf swing from you know that's the cool part about technology that you guys you would have had to hop in an airplane and spend three days and go you know go see whoever
0: well as coach i mean we have to decide what kind of person they are yep. what kind of student they are absolutely i mean do they need the data to support the change that we're about to make yep. or will they trust us enough yeah. to say the i know what that? you want me to do i'm going to do it yeah and but, i'm going to give in
1: but i think that's a good point to to those of you out there that are that are going to see a new coach for the first time i mean if if they're not videoing your golf swing i mean it's it's i'm sorry i i feel like i've got a pretty good eye but it's really hard to see somebody's flaws without slowing it down a little bit i mean i don't it's just tough i mean you can you can get a decent idea if they've got something something glaring but i i mean would you agree with that
0: totally <laughs> i mean yeah certainly as you get older your eyes not as good as it sure was, so and and you want time i mean you know a golf swing even if they swing slow is still fast yeah to your eye absolutely I mean every student that comes in here
1: I'm, I'm getting them on on high speed camera I'm getting them on track man just to make sure I'm not missing anything first like let's let's get that I'm not showing them all the data I'm letting them make you know we'll make them we'll let them make five or ten swings before we even say something sometimes you know some of I remember you know a couple of the students that came in early on with us you and I were working together with them and I mean it was 10 or 15 minutes before we even said a thing to them
0: like we're sitting there looking and trying to you know measure 10 times and cut one time yeah. Well, I think most of the time though, we've told everybody, you know, don't expect us to say something yeah, right off the bat. Right. Yeah, we want them for sure. and, I mean, we don't want you thinking that we yeah. know immediately. I mean, that would worry me to be honest with you as a student, if I walked in and someone watched me make two or three swings and they said, well, this is the problem. I don't know if they've really studied it <laughs> close enough. I'm going to be honest with you because we've taught for quite a while, yeah. both of us chase is really good and I'm better than average and we can't cut that quick that's just the truth it takes it takes
1: a little bit so let's let's kind of end with this um what's the in your opinion and i've got i've got a, a thought on this too what's your what's the perfect way to use technology what's the what's the best way to to maximize what the data gives you and i'll start to me and i and i think as you thought think about this a little bit more you'll probably come up with the same answer we say this a lot but to me i don't think enough players come get come in for a golf lesson when they're playing and hitting at their
0: best well that's where i was going to go if you would let me go yeah. first
1: um and i and, I, and I, I i want you to expand on it too but to me it's figure out especially especially the better players out there figure out what you're doing when you're at your best i tell students all the time when you're swinging at it great man video figure out because something's going to change
0: so here's the truth when you're really playing great and really swinging at it really good if we get all these numbers right here on track man and on high speed cameras then we can get you back to where you love to be and you feel like that identifies with who you are. We can get you there quicker. Yep. And if we've got all of that documented, but if we're guessing, it's going to be much harder to do. Most people come in when they're really playing bad and we've got to build this puzzle from the very beginning.
1: And they're giving us a feel that they had even though we're not sure if that's where they were when they were at their best. We have no idea, you know, right, where if we would have had their video, then we could say, I don't know what it felt like, but I, if you move like this, that's, that's where it needs to be.
0: So we need to close with this. Hogan might be the very best that ever swung at a golf ball. By some, they define him as that. I will guarantee you he couldn't tell you what he did. He could tell you what he thought he did and i'm not sure trackman would agree with him. We will never know that answer because Mr. Hogan is not with us anymore. But the truth of the matter is feel is not real. Hmm. And this is what the older players in the game are scared of is trackman will tell them what they have thought for so many years to be right is wrong. And they are fearful of that. Mm, that's powerful because Hogan tried to he tried to explain he, it in his books and all that stuff. He tried to explain it. I've talked to him many times. The last time that I talked to him was a few months before he passed away. I was playing really bad at the time, and I walked into the pro shop, and he says, Hal, what's wrong with your golf swing? And I said, Mr. Hogan, if I knew what was wrong with my golf swing, you wouldn't be asking me that question <laughs> right now. And he dropped the door, and he says, it's right here, Hal. It's just right here now simple simple it's easy
1: figure it out <laughs> for those of you listening at home he literally just put his hands together and swung about waist high to waist high with his arms right you know
0: a lot of rotation of his hands yeah. and just back and forth well, and back and forth you know he talked pronation, nation all the time right. you know and I, mean, I do believe he thought a lot of it was in the forearms you know I'm not so sure how much the forearms are involved it's really rotation and and, it, and it's still player dependent. It's too. still yes, exactly grip dependent. There's just so many. There's factors so many factors involved in it. For him to give me something general like that, I know he would have been afraid of what that was saying.
1: Sure. And then in your golf swing, I mean, he had a lot more forearm rotation through impact than you did. You were you know, more barrel chested, moving a little bit. You were probably more big muscle guy than he was, yeah. you know, you muscled it around and he, he, he had more active, you know, I'd have loved to have got him on 3d and measured it all. But, you know, obviously we couldn't do that, but it'd be worth a lot of money. It, if would, have, it. <laughs> it would have been, man. If I could go back in a time machine, that'd be one of the first things I would, I would try to do,
0: man. That was a good, that was a good finish. You got any, anything else? Uh, really looking forward to the next podcast where we do parent child relationship. Uh, as it relates to golf, uh, it also relates to life a little bit that way, and you know that's something that I've been very passionate about. Yep. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking about that.
1: Awesome, awesome. And actually, I think I think Parent Child is the fifth one. I think next one is Ryder Cup. I think. Next oh, that's Ryder right. Cup. Yeah. Next is Ryder, Ryder, Cup. Ryder Cup, and then we'll do Parent Child. So, again, thanks for joining in. Thanks for following along. We're really excited about doing this and having a lot of fun. If you guys have any questions, hit us up on social media, House and Golf. Uh, at House Hunt and Golf on Twitter and Instagram and then Facebook. And check us out at houseuttongolf.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Thanks,
0: Chase.